Hello and welcome to episode number 143 of the Nerd Pro Crow podcast. This is a little get-together of the old original host trio, which is myself, Justin Wu, and Angelo DiGiorno. And we do these only about every six months, so this is, of course, going to be a two-parter episode because we recorded for a little over three hours. So in this episode, we cover a lot of stuff. So we cover, uh, we review Castlevania. There's a lot of talk about Hearthstone. There's a lot of talk about games journalism. And we really like run the gamut as we always do. So this is going to be a two-parter. Either the first part's, the first part's definitely going up uh, this week. The second part is either going to go up next week or the following week. Because in between there or after that is going to be a review of Amazon's The Tick and probably most likely a Rick and, an extended Rick and Morty review as well with Eliel Lucero. There's a lot of cool things coming up, but uh, they're down the road, so I'm not going to talk about them now. Some cool guests. Uh, in the meantime, just a really short plug. If you haven't been watching, if you have cable and you haven't been watching, you can do better. The This season, the episodes have been really, really great, so go check that out. That's uh, you know co-hosted by former guests uh, Abby Crutchfield and Matt Latkowitz. So uh, yeah, check that out. It's been very cool. That's what I've been watching. Most of the shows have now ended. Some more stuff coming up in the fall. The the support thing for people to help, you know, if you want to contribute some money, that is going up probably this week as well. Uh, and like always, uh, keep an eye on nerdproco.com and at nerdproco on Twitter. Yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff uh, going on and coming up, but this is a really long episode, and we should get to it as soon as possible. So uh, enjoy this episode. It's episode number 144 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. Oh, sorry, 143. God, I've been doing so many of these, I can't even remember what episode it is. Uh, episode number 143, uh, going back to the old G times with uh, original co-hosts. Yep. Ha! Yeah, I knew I was going to be loud on there. All right. Well, I feel like That's you're generally like. I am a loud up, person. You end it, you and Justin, and then I, which is right. actually a nice switch because usually I'm the loudest one. Which oh, is you really will strange. never be the loudest one here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's great. Are we? Are we? Are we? Um, I heard there was a hot pocket happening. <laughs> I heard there were going to be hot pockets because like. Between my rage at losing five Hearthstone games in a row in ranked and not having eaten lunch, a hot pocket sounds really great right now. <laughs> yeah, you you hate yourself now. <laughs> I hate myself. Clearly, the thing I should be doing is eating a hot pocket. All right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. When he first said hot pocket, I got really nervous because I'm the one in the middle right now. Hot, hot pockets. pocket was was a euphemism. Was it you? Was it euphemism for something that was about to happen? Uh, yeah. There's a hot pocket in the freezer. Go ahead and get it. Nice. I will get it as soon as I'm done losing my dignity here. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep recording until Justin's done with our stuff and it's hot pocket. <laughs> we don't have to wait. We can always. Oh, decide. we can just yeah, start. We can, we can, we can, yeah, we can yeah, I mean, you can start. You yeah, don't have to wait. Welcome back back to Justin plays Hearthstone. Only me and Jamie shout about shit. <laughs> I will also shout about things. I will participate in the shouting. As I will just do it post hot pocket. <laughs> as you can tell. The uh, quality of this podcast has gone through the roof. Yeah, yeah, Nothing yeah. but professionalism here. 
Um, have you been listening? With, with... <laughs> they just get less and less. It's, I mean, I that's mean, actually that's not true. Well, I mean, I've I, I've listened to stuff that's to some of your podcasts, which sound like actually respectable, and for some reason. You decide to come. I always come back to, to I us, fuckos. You know. Dude, where's the hot pockets, man? I don't see them. I can't believe this is happening. They're on top of the door. It's on the door of the freezer. It's this under is why I to the, the ice cube tray. Professionalism. Why hot pockets? Hot pockets because of you. Food. They're not like Navy Seal MREs. They should be easy to find. No, they Oh, this is exactly the content you wanted on your podcast, right? Well, this is how we start. It's usually this weird, <laughs> innocuous, uh, weird, almost always involving food and or I didn't and put or it drink. In the sleeve, right? Yes, you yes, you do. My God, Jamie, I just want to let you know something. <laughs> I, I've done podcast. Seriously, like... those are the three creatures you gave me back on the red. <laughs> I got a mirror image of Galaga Crawler and Thalmas. I've been on podcasts for stupid like several different Kazaki gaming spell. websites right RNG now. And every stupid Kazaki spell is gonna be the death of me. I swear to God. Every time this happens, I always like try to start professional. I'm like, hi, welcome back to whatever. We're gonna talk about this, that, and the other thing. When Justin's here, like I can't even, I can't even pretend, like. Like what? What? What is at this point? He he could basically be slaughtering a goat in the corner for all I know. Like goat slaughtering was last episode. Okay. Right anyway. Now it's me slaughtering. I'm going Well, welcome back to you know these horrible guests. I suppose. <laughs> yes. Yes. Welcome to two hours of games and, <laughs> and, and twenty minutes of other. Actually, it usually ends up being just three out two hour an hour and a half of games and then. And then, like, five hours of podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I split it into five episodes. Yeah. It's great. I get contact for contact. Con wow, I can't even tell. <laughs> I get yes. I get content for like the next like three weeks. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, so all you have to do is see us once and every six months, and you get a lot of material. Once every six months is perhaps all anyone can handle. <laughs> so anyway, it's great to be back on this show and. Um, it's uh, uh, probably the first thing I wanted to say was I'm not the only games journalist here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a. You know what we should do? We should discuss something that he he hasn't. Well, I mean, he did try and watch it, but we should. We <laughs> something should. that he categorically hates. He didn't categorically hate it. He just couldn't. Can't stay away for it because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, Justin's a games journalist now. Um, send all your hate mail to you know. Uh, I couldn't think of a good fake email address. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> They'll dox him if they want to. But, um, anyway. So, Castlevania. Castlevania, <laughs> yeah. Because I hadn't, I hadn't discussed that yet uh, on the podcast. I was actually going to do it by myself. And then I was like, oh, other people have definitely, have actually watched this show. I have uh, definitely watched this show. I, I, here's, in, in Justin's defense... It did take me to the second time watching it to actually enjoy it. I have watched this like five times now. I've shown it to so many people. I thoroughly enjoyed it the first time. I thoroughly enjoyed it every subsequent time. Maybe it's just because I'm a gamer asshole that like has a gigantic boner for Castlevania. Um, like, let's just be real. Nothing good has come out of Konami from the Castlevania franchise in a very... 
very long time. Yes, and there um, hasn't really been any good adaptation of a video game possibly ever yeah into another medium so so like the fact that this exists you yeah. know is number mind-blowing to me the fact that it has a really great voice cast similarly mind-blowing um the fact that um it manages to be very accessible to like non-fans of castlevania while still putting in a lot of like inside jokes there's a lot yeah um, I, mean, I, I actually just that actually is something I didn't pick up on the first time. Because I, I will say the first time I watched it, especially the first two episodes, mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah. Um, the first episode, I was just like, oh, this is okay. Mm. Uh, and then by the third episode, like I think I think what made it for for me was Trevor Bar Belmont. I mean, like, Trevor Belmont's amazing. It's like, like, I was not... I, I didn't care about him. Like, I, our first introduction to him... He's in a bar fight with people who are, like, anti-noble racist and who also fuck sheep. And <laughs> they're pretty hard. They're him. awful people. He's like, they're bad people, and he's a bad person, and now he's going to go piss somewhere and sleep somewhere else. His own words. I'm like, this is the guy I'm supposed to be interested in slash rooting for? Except it's, like, really not. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're supposed to be rooting for... Like, Castlevania has always been a very gray sort of series, you know? And yeah. th this sets it up that it's like, well, I mean, I understand why Dracula's doing this, but he's also killing a lot of innocent people. But man, do these people suck. Yeah, you know? kind of the way I looked at it was like, can Dracula just kill all these people so I can go back to sleep? <laughs> like, I didn't feel sympathy for them. I didn't care about Trevor Belmont. I didn't care about anything in the show. I, I couldn't bring myself to stay awake because it was like nobody was interesting or had any kind of compelling inner conflict or life. One dude fucks sheep, and that's the main thing I I mean, remember. like, I, I, I really liked Trevor Belmont's No Good, Very Bad Day. Like, Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I really dug it. Um, I just think, partly because it, it brings a little bit of flavor to the as-of-yet mostly unexplained Castlevania three story. Um, okay. Which was just, you know, basically, the Belmonts were, you know, exiled from the church doesn't tell you why you know now yeah. it tells you why you know because the church wanted to make sure sure that people didn't go to the belmonts for their exorcist needs as opposed to the church itself i, I also appreciate uh that for all intents and purposes i mean I, I feel like it was kind of a ballsy move but maybe not mm -hmm. is that really the villain in mm -hmm. this is the church Yes. Like, the real villain is the church. Yeah. Like, uh, all I mean, like, things that are wrong are the church's fault. Yeah, like, like if, they just, if they just didn't burn Dracula's wife, which, by the way, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> and, you know, that, that's probably the thing, one of the things, many things, that is really weird about this show for me is that I should like it. I should really like this. Like, um, an angry interesting critique of of um religion and just everything and i don't understand why i don't like it i just don't and like i should like it i just don't i will here here's my thing as someone who did actually really like it the second time around mm -hmm. i will say that there are some things as uh, we were discussing before recording about like especially the first episode mm -hmm. where 
I feel like there was a rush to get to the, which I get mm -hmm. to a certain extent. There was a rush to get to the violence and the the ridiculous violence. Oh yeah, and, and this and, is some uber violence. Yeah, like. and and like the action. Mm -hmm. Uh. And then there's some stuff later where in the, like the third episode where like they actually get into like some of the more character stuff. I do feel like the first two episodes just I felt were expositional wise just like rushed. So much of the first episode uh, banks on whether or not you are a Castlevania fan. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not, and that's probably part of the why I didn't like it. Like I I I personally do think that it picks up from there. But, like, uh, episode one was filled with, you know, oh, haha, ha, they, they mentioned this in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That's the most popular Castlevania game. Now they're elaborating on that. We've been waiting for this for, like, 20 years. You know, thank you for finally, you know, writing something about this. And for me, I was um, like, I, don't, I know who Dracula is. I know that it's a bad idea to kill his wife. And the church is full of shit. But I just don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to care. I really did. But, but, but that's... Honestly, like, even though I disagree, I've actually run into this a lot uh, with various uh, shows that e people either really vehemently don't like or really aggressively like. Mm -hmm. It's like, especially when they don't like it, I was just like, I don't agree with you, but I can see why you would no, think that. No. Like, I actually, like, like Justin, to Justin's point, I was just like, I was like, I disagree with you, but I could totally see... How you come at it and yeah. just like not like you also you also don't see the 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 main character very much in that first episode at all the second episode the way you're introduced to him is not it's a bar fight where everyone is a bad person and it's yeah like, I just want to see the bartender draw a shotgun and kill everyone here and then, <laughs> you know we move on with Dracula's extremely justified murder of the entire world I also. <laughs> But I, like, uh, also Castlevania 3, like, one of the things that it said in the NES manual was that Castlevania 3 was supposed to be the redemption story of Trevor Belmont, but we never saw that, because it was 8-bit, and, like, 8-bit cartridges can barely, like, hold text on them. Right, right. Um, you know, so this is, you know, this is what we, th this was, like I said, the elaboration, and I understand how that might not appeal to a Castlevania fan, um, though I do admit that there are a lot of people I showed it to who aren't Castlevania fans that just generally enjoyed it too. Um, I'm not a huge a, Castle. I wasn't a huge player of Castlevania. Like I'm familiar with it and have played. I again, like I played the games, but it was so long ago that I actually don't remember which games that I played. As, I know I played more than one of them. <laughs> as a Castlevania fan, uh, I loved every second because. It understood a lot of things about what made Castlevania Castlevania. Like, for example, um, the whole plot line uh, about how Saipo was mistaken, you know, for a man, right? That was because in Castlevania III, uh, Saipo uh, was uh, in the manual called a man, and then that was retconned in further Castlevania games to being a woman because there was a love plot. Huh. Uh, so that was like a little inside reference. Um, the fact that, like, when he falls into the labyrinth, the first thing he falls onto are giant rotating gears. That you know? made me laugh so <laughs> hard. You know, that was a reference. The, the stone cyclops is a, very, is a recurring enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was a reference. Um, and in fact, the, uh, the, um, 
point where he throws the sword into the stone cyclops and goes, you're dead, you know, figure out you're dead. Um, I forget what game it was from, but there was a fake out boss fight where you fought a stone cyclops and you thought you killed it and then it comes back to life and then like attempts to fight you more like over and over again nearly every scene was a reference um in fact um the when he's wandering through the stalls and he's like how much will this get me and it's like a piece of dried goat that's from that's from uh, simon's quest castlevania 2 simon's quest uh where they tell you that one one gold will get you a piece of dried goat like it is so incredibly nerdy and you uh -huh. see, that, that for me, like, it was like this really long scene of like, why do I care about a meeting? Why do I care about a note in the skull? Why do I care about this city? Why do I care about anybody here? Why is this fight so boring? Like, without the references, there was nothing to hold me there. Also, because I felt like it was like, like most things that are influenced by anime, there are like long segments of barely moving still images told in like a sequence that is not compelling, at least to a Western viewer, at least to me. Um... And then occasionally really beautifully animated fight scenes that do nothing to advance the plot or themes of anything. And I was just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. And it's, it's the thing that kills me for most anime, actually. I watched Ghost in the Shell, actually, again, and I was like, I see why people like this, and I remember why I didn't. Mm. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that you didn't like the original Ghost in the Shell. I thought you did. I remember being, like, intrigued by it, but not getting it as a teenager, and mm. then watching it again and being like, I guess this is all right. And then watching it again now and being like, I remember why I don't like things that related to Ghost in the Shell. Because it's a lot of talking that's really badly animated and really badly edited. And then there are some really beautiful things and really long talking. And it's like the story is told mainly through people just talking to each other, not through things happening or people pursuing wants. Oh, you know I, I, mean? I, I would disagree. Like, I think that the original Ghost in the Shell is very often the story is told through camera work, you know? Like, they, like there's so many parts of, the, of, the, of that movie <coughs> that are told by the way the scene is filmed. Yeah, filmed, sure. No, you know? I've seen that. And yeah. I've seen that. And, like, reading the nerd writer dissection mm -hmm. of, like, the way that Japanese comics move from panel to panel versus American comics... Um, that's really great. I almost fell asleep during that sequence watching it in the movie. I was like, I get this. I get it. It's, we're moving through space. It's like, stop. And I totally understand that that might also be like the difference between like being raised in a Western tradition and like watching something that's like done in an Eastern tradition. Like that totally might be me. And hey, fucking everyone else likes it. But, um, yeah. I don't I, know. I, 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 it just I, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't move me in the way that I would want it to. Simultaneously, I also recognize it as being good, whereas I don't understand why anyone likes Castlevania. I don't understand. Why I, I mean, I think like there's something to be said there because um, a lot of uh, a lot of um, Eastern works do focus on setting more than they focus on characters, and mm. if you're used to character-driven narratives, you know, mm. um, it's definitely. It's definitely a thing, and it's a thing that I've seen before. It could, you know, make people sort of get, you know, bored because they're used to seeing characters drive the plot. They're not used to seeing situations drive the plot. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's one of the things that I like about um, anime in general. Um, it's a style of storytelling that I actually find more intriguing. Like, I actually get bored when things are very character-focused. Mm -hmm. um, and that's partially because... Um, a lot of times I feel like American cinema just sort of jerks off the protagonist, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, look at this person. This person is so amazing. You want to be this person. I'm like, no, I really don't. 
Like, dude, no, that's totally legit. I, 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 I understand that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a legitimate critique. I, I want to at least be fascinated by somebody, and I think a lot of the fascination about Trevor Belmont will stem from you've played a lot of Castlevania. That is true. Well, I have well, played like I played like maybe four hours of Castlevania in my whole life, and that was mostly like playing through the first couple of levels of the NES version and dying. Like, that was it. Well, I will say two things about that. Is, uh, well, two thi one thing about Castlevania and one thing about Ghost in the Shell, which is a thing that I've been yelled at about before. Um, you is, yelled at about yeah, something? Yeah. I can't imagine that. <laughs> we might have actually had, uh, the last time we had a podcast, we might have actually discussed my mm, Ghost in the Shell thing. Impossible. Uh, but to your point about Castlevania... I, I, like I said, I, one of the things that I always say is, uh, I don't think you're wrong for your reason for not liking it, but I still like it. And number two, uh, one of the things about Castlevania that I am hoping for is that, and, and one of the things that, there's a couple things in Castlevania that where I'm just like, like the hyperviolence, mm -hmm. like the anti-church stuff. Where I'm just like, this isn't necessarily part of the Castlevania uh, mythos. This is very the writer. This is all Warren Ellis. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's weird. I love Warren Ellis. Which is why well, in later episodes, in later episodes, I think like why I was really excited when I saw that Warren Ellis was writing us is like, okay, I feel like the first four episodes were like, in a lot of ways. Whether you got sucked in or not, it was just like, here's what we have to give people, mm -hmm. sort of. And I, I'm hoping, because it's Warren Ellis, that the depth of it that, it that it could go to, with some of the stuff they just set up, and the directions it could go character-wise, because it's Warren Ellis, I'm just like... No, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. But I could see how the first four episodes, if you didn't get into it right away, it's just like you might just yeah. give up on it. Well, but, it but the so weird thing, it comes back to, even though it's not an anime, it's like, it comes back to that, I've had that same experience with a lot of anime, where it's just like, wait, this doesn't get interested until after the first seven or eight episodes? It's like, God damn it! Yeah, and I love Warren Ellis. Black Summer is one of my favorite comics of all time. Like, I think he's a really great writer, and he yeah. has really awesome ideas, and I think the way that he interrogates those ideas usually is really good. So I was really shocked that my first introduction to Trevor Belmont was, I'm actually not a Belmont, and I kick people in the balls, and I beat up people who fuck sheep. Like... That's what you came up with, Warren? Dude, come on. Like, I know you're <laughs> capable of more than this. But I, he also likes... He, him, and, and I mean, him and Garth Ennis have, have, Warren, Warren have, very, have similarities in the fact that it's like, here's a profoundly unlikable character. Yeah, well, Warren Ellis likes his redemption arcs, and that's basically <laughs> what this is. Yeah. This is a redemption arc. But the arc. thing is, he doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like he's interesting enough that I want to see him redeemed. Like, what does he do? Like, he's a drunk? Cool, yeah. I guess. Like, yeah, you know, he's do you not, know what I mean? It's like he's not even like a funny, compelling, stylish drunk. Oh, I thought he was funny. I, I, I thought he was. I didn't funny. laugh yeah, at all. I, I thought, thought, I thought, I thought like, he was funny. I, the second time around is when I started yeah. laughing. I, the first time around, I, 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 the reason why I'm like sort of, like even though I keep having to say this, like even though I really liked it, the first time I watched those like first three episodes, I actually had the exact same reaction that Justin had, mm -hmm. and then I'll just like. 
Uh, let me give this a second chance and see if, like, my initial... And then, the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, there's... I think this is supposed to be played... This is supposed to be played for laughs. Whether it works or not... It worked for me the second time. Whether it works for you is... Yeah, and you know what? It didn't... It honestly didn't feel like it was being played for laughs. It felt like a script written by somebody who was, like, 16. Like, haha, fucking goats and kicking people in the balls. And I was yeah, like... Yeah. Real Warren, dude, I know you're capable of more than this. I've seen it before. Yeah. Like, and, and the second part of that is <laughs> I maintain to this day, even though I think it's kind of anathema to... And I don't even know if that's anathema. anathema. Thank you. <laughs> English majors. <laughs> that's uh, why we're game journalists now. Yep. That and our profound lack of ethics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Which, by the way, I have to say, I really appreciate Jamie trying to play the middle of being like, I understand why you don't like it, but I still liked it. Yeah, yeah. Like, for you and me, it's like, we read the comments and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, eat a dick, buddy. Who's getting paid for this? You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're an asshole in your mom's basement. I have my own apartment. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, here, here's the thing that uh, the comment is, I like the original Ghost in the Shell movie. I think it is profoundly overrated. Ghost in the Shell. Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those anime that came out around the time of Evangelion, which introduced anime to the West, and is naturally going to be overrated. You yeah, know? like Evangelion is also overrated. Most of the anime from that time is overrated. Yes. It's pretty good. I mean, I think Akira is overrated. It like, is too. I love Akira, and I think it's overrated. Yeah, you know. Uh, that also that being said, and I know people are like, no, it's it's more complicated than than what I'm about to say. I was just like. Because before I saw Ghost in the Shell, mm. I watched a little movie called Blade Runner. And I was just like, yeah, I saw Blade Runner. This isn't as good as Blade Runner. Like, I mean, yes and... Ah, uh, like, they're, really, they're really different. Like, they're ostensibly the same because, hey, they're both about robots. But, like, it's the difference is a lot more than that. I thought Blade Runner was okay and generally dislike Ridley Scott's later work. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I I like Blade Runner and agree with the second part of <laughs> yeah, um, that statement. <laughs> I don't I don't think I think that's I think that is a vast oversimplification of the themes of both movies. Yeah. Oh no 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 I I don't I don't deny that but I also I I think something in my brain when I first saw Ghost in the Shell I was just like this is good but I it somebody I think uh, aesthetically. And some of like the major themes, I was just like, I've seen this already, and I don't, I, I yeah. Granted, I, mean, it, I think it's uh, it's one of the. I liked Blade Runner better. Let's it's just show it that way. Ghost in the Shell is one of those monoliths of anime. Like every every type of media, every genre of media has those things that you're not supposed to dislike. Yeah, you know, and Ghost in the Shell is one of those. But like, I mean, it 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 is it is good. But I wouldn't actually even rank it, like, in my top five, top ten anime. Um, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not calling it bad, and I feel like I have to mention that, because whenever I point out flaws of anything, people are like, you have, you're, you're an asshole for saying this sucks. I don't you, Look, you yeah. are an asshole. I am, but for unrelated reasons. reasons. For completely yeah, unrelated. For totally yeah. different reasons. Um, I, I don't think it's bad, but, like, I, I have seen a lot of really good anime. Like, anime that has made me, like, straight out fucking cry. You know? Um, and Ghost in the Shell was not one of one of those. I, I also, to, to be fair, and I have, uh, we may or may not get to this... No, we'll probably get to this conversation. Uh, 
I am also a profound, and I've discovered a couple of the, more of them recently, I am a profound lover of really trash movies. Like That's movies that are awful. Like, if you Sam, as, like, as long as you can acknowledge that yeah. they're garbage, I think that's fine. Oh, I love rolling around in garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to eat it. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. I love... Angelo, trash panda film yeah. crap. <laughs> so, so, I mean, just to, just to give you an example, I love The Fifth Element. I and it was say, recently pointed out to me, there was a, a, a guy, I, the guy from Fanbros was just like, here are all the reasons why this movie is trash. And every single reason he gave was completely no, no, accurate. It's true. And I'm just like, you're, all of those points are absolutely the, correct. The, the, I still love this the, movie. The fulfillment is trash, and I love yeah. everything about it, you know? Yeah. Like, there are so many things in that movie that are, like, that are like really, like, questionable. Uh, and, or even not even questionable, just... just Flat out racist and or sexist and or mm, pick I have to watch it again. I, I haven't seen this. Uh, uh, honestly, to be fair, everything from like the eighties to the to the mid nineties is yeah. that yeah. you know you Luke, can't watch movies from our yeah. childhood. Luke, <laughs> Luke Besson is is um, a creator of beautifully distracting nonsense. Yeah, like, <laughs> that is occasionally like, extremely. Was it was it really was it surprised even in the slightest that Valerian was a was a failure. It's just like, yeah, it's going to be a very pretty, not so good movie. Yeah. <laughs> It'll look, it's going to be beautiful to watch. Will it be a good movie? No. <laughs> Which is a shame because I feel, I, I feel a little bad for Cara Delvine because she's not a terrible actress. Like she's passable. I'm willing to bet that with a couple of, with more work under her belt and maybe a couple more classes, I think she could be actually like really, really good. Like not yeah. Meryl Streep good, but good. But, and she keeps picking projects that, like, the nerd in her really wants to do for all the obvious nerd-ass reasons. The problem is she keeps getting handed things like Suicide Squad yeah. and uh. Valerian and A Thousand Planets. And, and, and they keep putting her in these roles that are like, look at how hot you are. And it's like, yeah, like, and that's not even her fault. Like, yeah. She's, she, it, like, she's a successful supermodel, but she's still kind of like, she's not... A million, a multi-million dollar actress. She's not. She's not ScarJo. Yeah. But I'd love to see her take better projects. I saw her in Paper Towns. She was great in Paper Towns. Like, and I, I just hope she gets better. I hope she gets better scripts. I, she deserves better scripts. Yeah. Speaking of Paper Towns, uh, John Green has a new book coming out. I know. Yeah, I heard it turns about that. Way really down. Yeah. Excited about that. Um, and it's specifically about it's meant about yeah. mental illness and thought yeah. spirals. I'm I'm really interested in that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read it yet. He read the first chapter online. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and it looked it sounds really good. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So when we talk about a meta, what we're talking about is the state of the game. What sort of strategies are viable? What sort of decks are viable? What can you do? and still remain competitive. Um, <clears throat> lots of games have meta. Shooters have meta. Um, <coughs> fighting games have meta. Magic you know, has. Magic yeah. has meta, yeah, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. But that, that's what it is. It's the environment you're currently playing in. Um, if you're in... Uh, uh, you've played Magic before, right? Yes. So um, if you are currently playing in a format where it is difficult to play, say, uh, a green buff deck, right? Yeah. Um, then it then that is an unhealthy meta for that strategy. Right. Um, if you are in an environment <clears throat> which you can play any color, any combination of colors, uh, any strategy, slow decks, fast decks, so on and so forth, and it's relatively even, then you are in a healthy meta. Um, so Hearthstone, like Magic, comes out with expansions every so often. 
Um, the latest one was Knights of the Frozen Throne. <laughs> the one before that was Ankora. Okay. Um, Expansions consist of about 125 new cards uh, of varying rarities that uh, add on and expand upon the functionality and enjoyment of the base game for people yeah. who don't play collectible card games. Yeah. This is, uh, and the reason why is uh, we've definitely discussed Hearthstone <laughs> again, but because it's been possibly almost a year, if not over a year since we've had a, a, the, this last discussion, I feel like every time I get into this, we have to have a, a, a like, here, here's... For Jamie? those of you who aren't gamers, you might tune out, but here's a definition of terms. By, by you the way, are so derelict in your responsibilities <laughs> towards this aspect of nerddom. Yeah, yeah. It's like a shriveled ghost limb, like, that you we, never use. We won't talk about Hearthstone long. Uh, we'll move on to something else that you definitely don't understand. Fuck you! Uh, we, will, <laughs> we will talk about Hearthstone as long as we damn well feel like. Um... So, Don't you and, make promises of me, Angelo. <laughs> so each expansion changes the cards that are available, and thus each expansion has its own meta. Yeah. That's why when we talk about the Angoro meta, it all the cards that were available were the ones up to Angoro. Right. And then <clears throat> the, the Frozen Throne meta is the ones that were available up to Frozen Throne. <laughs> if, if you said that Warlock was confusing, um, the way that Hearthstone works is that there are nine classes, and each class is essentially like a color in Magic, except yeah. you can't mix them. So, um, you know, when you play a Warlock deck, you can play any Warlock card and any neutral card, but you can't play any other class's card. Um, and so, uh, back to what we were saying. Now Wait, that one, one more thing. One more thing. So to explain, Warlock is a is essentially like a race in the game. Yeah, class. Yeah, a class in the game. Uh, what in other games might be also, might be called a race, and yeah. it has a certain. Uh, and I'm assuming in Hearthstone, Warlock can encompass. There's different types of Warlocks. Uh, yes, that? there are different strategies that you can play in. Warlock. And it has like different. Uh, because my I, the reason why I'm saying all this is just frame of reference mm -hmm. wise. As far as games like D and D or Magic, where uh, in Hearthstone there's a there's a class and the card like whatever warlock you're playing, there's a certain there's like power levels like it, it, in just because I'm trying to frame of reference wise. As far as like, is it like D and D where it's like here's no, this it's set? Not, of... It's not like D and D. It's a lot closer. It's it's basically an electronic version of Magic. Okay, but in yeah. my opinion, better. There are classes. They're called classes, and so that might lead you to think that this is D and D, but this is definitely an electronic collectible card game. Yeah, mm -hmm. a class. All that a class does <laughs> is it, it does two things. It tells you what cards you can use, right? Okay. And then each each class has different sort of flavors of mechanics based on the cards. They well, use. no, no. The reason yeah. why I ask is because like if you're playing the warlock class, I'm assuming that the the other cards would be something akin to, like a spell or. A, or... Yeah. Oh, okay. So so um, I'll just I'll just tell you the nine classes. In, yeah. In, I mean in, I, I, I think we've gone over this before, but, but like, like I said, I just like just frame of reference. Yeah. The the nine classes in Hearthstone are uh, um, hunter, warrior, paladin, um, mage, priest, warlock, rogue, shaman, and druid. Um, each one has their own flavor. Each one has their own mechanics. 
Um, each one also has their own hero power, which is like a cool thing that they can do. Um, Warlock's basic theme is sacrifice. Think about it like black in magic. Okay. Pay life uh, or somehow otherwise hamper you to get, um, you know, benefit from it. Um, so uh, that's, uh, that's essentially how that class works. Um, every other class has like its own deal. Mages, you know, draw cards, direct damage. Priest is heal up and control the board. You know, it's like white. So on and so forth, you know? Um, uh, and that's, I mean, like, you, you basically get... Yes. How it is and now. now, go, I will sit over there and occasionally hop back into the middle to ask questions. <laughs> All right. Now that that's oh, out God. of the way. All right, cool. Now, yeah. now that we're done with Hearthstone 101, which I got done with in, like, 2015. Um, so, yeah. A- anyway, um, uh, Frozen Throne happened, and a lot of people said it was Druid's birthday. In fact, for the first week, the four four tier S, like higher than tier yeah. one decks, were all druid decks. Yeah, they're of course they were all druid decks because the, because the control meta created by Frozen Throne is absolutely fucking ludicrous. Like <laughs> it's it, it the, I I don't know of any other uh, strategies that are viable aside from Pirate Warrior. Mm-hmm. And as we saw with the latest nerfs, uh... Yeah, Pirate Warriors going. Yeah, there. Pirate Warriors going, and uh, Jade Druid Druid thought it was getting a birthday cake, and uh, you know, a fucking radioactive trash panda with a hypodermic <laughs> needle full of hepatitis C like leaped out and stabbed Malfurion Stormrage right between the eyes because he's losing Innervate, he's losing everything. <laughs> I'm like, so yeah, you're right in that it's like hard to say where the meta is right now. Because it's been so yeah, like I, like such a little time. Yeah, it's but, only been a month. Um, Hungoro didn't need any nerfs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean I suppose it it nerfed Crystal Core. Yeah, but like you know, and arguably Crystal Core, Crystal's Core was extremely disruptive mm-hmm. and destructive to not necessarily the meta because it didn't really win more than fifty percent of the time, but uh, it did make the game less fun. That is true. Uh the, the thing is, I don't feel like we have enough time to say exactly what the meta is now. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that when those nerfs fucking hit the hit the table, I can tell you what the meta will be then. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's going to be uh, different. Oh, yeah. No, the game is going to slow down a lot. <laughs> and a lot of players have and, been... And this, that's a, the thing that worries me about that is I don't think the game needs to slow down. Mm. I feel like the game is more than slow enough. I don't think that... Removing the only viable aggro strategy is wise, because then you only have like control and mid range at that point, and then, okay, cool, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, I I kind of understand why they're doing it because I mean, it has been an aggro meta for a very long time because it was basically aggro shaman gone going directly into pirate warrior, you know. So like, I think that they're that. The idea of give us a couple months of a control meta isn't a horrible idea, but I do think that mage and priest will dominate. Like, yeah. um, grinder mage and uh, uh, raza priest, and even even easy big priest are so good right now. And actually, um, you know, I, when you say grinder mage, <laughs> all I can think of is like some guy from. Massachusetts, mm-hmm. like holding a sub sandwich, um, and just like Jane of Proudmore holding a sub sandwich, being like, "What do I do with this?" 
Yes. Um, one of the quickest rising decks is Don't Open Dead Inside, which is like the slowest deck in the meta. Which is funny because like, I am, I still remain fairly convinced that Scourge Lord Garrosh is trash. <laughs> like, I, it's like, I, I, I opened Shanduin, mm -hmm. you know, Death Knight Anduin, Shadow Reaper Anduin known as Shanduin. Mm -hmm. I lovingly refer to him as Shanduin. <laughs> um, in bad when we cuddle, we um, and then I opened Scourge Lord Garrosh, and I was just like, this is garbage. <laughs> like, there was, there, it was just, I, I tried to immediately make, like, a hurt your own creatures for, for great benefits, you know, strike your creatures weak spots for massive damage, and giant enemy crabs, and it, giant enemy crabs is what it turned into. Like, it was not, it was not nearly as good as it should have been, and that's not to say that that is even a problem because I also trust Ben Brode to like release something to make it better. Yeah, I mean Ben Brode is way more intelligent than a lot of card card game designers that I've seen. Well, I mean yeah. if you compare the way Brode can like He's got fashion sense. Plaid. <laughs> yeah. Thing on the plaid. Yeah. Re ready to explore on Goro at a moment's notice. Yeah. Uh well, well well equipped to explore Northrend and the yeah. Frozen I, I just want to see him like I want to I hope he, like, ran through the offices of Blizzard on launch day, like, wearing the frozen thumb. Because, <laughs> motherfucker, that's what I would have done. It's my game! It makes millions of dollars! Just running Budding away. rap career, too. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous rap career. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying it, but I am simultaneously bewildered by it. Uh, I've been playing for free since right after Mean Streets was mm -hmm. the last time I bought packs with real money. Mm -hmm. And so for Angoro and Frozen Throne, I haven't bought anything. And I'm doing okay. There's Death Knights I'm missing that I wish I had, but it's not so bad. And that $50 is doing a lot better in my bank account than not. Fair enough. Um, also, like, people are really bad-mannering each other a lot. And I'm going to, like, lose my temper one of these days. <laughs> and I don't necessarily want to lose, like, thousands of dollars in the process. <laughs> You're gonna lose your you're gonna lose at least a couple hundred because you're gonna throw your phone against the wall. Yeah, yeah right. I'm just I'm losing my mind, dude. Dude, it's like people just stop bad mannering people. It's, yeah, it, there's nothing good about I'm, it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this out there yeah. just as a rule of thumb for gaming for life. Um, if you can't not be an asshole, just don't play online games. Like yeah. you know, and, and to game designers, if there's no need to communicate with your other players, don't put the option in. Yeah. There is no reality in which I need to talk to people in hard stuff. I don't need to talk to those people. Why would I ever need to talk to those people? Or at least let us auto-squelch them. Yeah, yeah. Well, just turn off the emotes. Just mm -hmm. get rid of them. I don't need them. Nobody needs them. Yeah. I don't even have to play Hearthstone to completely agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how you like sauntered into our conversation from your corner with your phone where we have you chained to the radiator and like, said something <laughs> and left. Alright, yeah. so anyway, I just wanted to touch on Hearthstone quick because it's the addiction that basically everyone but Jamie has. Um, and uh, What's their user base now? How big is it? Oh, like over 70 million. Yeah, like, which is nuts. absurd. That's like like larger that's, than some countries. That's, like, yeah, that's like that's more than like the New York Tri-State. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, on to other gaming things. I really want to talk about the Dean Takahashi thing. Well, I have no idea what that is, so okay. I may not have much feedback for so, you. So, here's the deal. Gamescom happened, right? It happened in Germany. Yep. It's the big E3 from Germany, right? Dean Takahashi 
who is a fantastic writer, one of the best that, journalists. If, if, I imagine if that was journalist, German, it would be like E3, and there's like an umlau. Like <laughs> um, anyway, he's a fantastic journalist. He doesn't just do games and tech journalism. He does journalism in general. He is a fantastic writer. He has been doing games journalism for 25 years. That's ridiculous. Um, this actually is why this name sounds familiar. I'm rejoining my own podcast right now. That's awesome! Cool. <laughs> Professionalism. Um, anyway... Um, Dean Takahashi... I'm pretty sure, by the way, that Justin's gonna start another game of Hearthstone while this conversation <laughs> is happening. Don't fucking give him ideas! I, Any, I am not starting a game of Hearthstone. Anyway, uh, Dean Takahashi, uh, stops by, uh, the Cuphead booth in Gamescom, right? Um, Cuphead is a game that I think you should all play, but it is an old-school 2D shooter... Much in the vein of Contra. You you guys yeah. actually got me really excited to at least look at it, which yeah. I did. And with a yeah, with that with an art style uh, reminiscent of nineteen thirties rubber hose cartoons. Yeah. You know? Why is um, it called rubber hose cartoons? Because you know how their arms were all yeah. wiggly, oh, you know? Right. Yeah. It's the um, olive oil arm. Yeah. Olive oil arms. Um so it's really cool. Like that's really innovative. Dean Takahashi steps up, um, you know, goes through the tutorial level, um, Sucks because no one's played this game and it's like contra hard, you know. Um, and like in the final version will have an easy mode too. Like they've already said this for you know people who aren't crazy. Uh, but like he goes and he sucks, you know. Uh, and then he posts a, a really lighthearted article saying, "Watch me suck at Cuphead. I had fun anyway," you know, as like a way to say. Look, I'm not good at old-school Nintendo hard games, but even not being good at old-school Nintendo hard games, I love this game, and you should probably give it a shot. It was fun. Yeah. yeah it was fun. Which says a lot, because um, that's, like, one of those things that... Because now that you're saying this, this actually sounds vaguely familiar, because yeah. I'm not, like, are you, but I keep track of these things. Yeah. Is, is just saying, like, when a game is, like, impossibly hard... To say, I played this, I sucked at it, it's really hard, but I still had a lot of fun is actually something when you're considering hard breaks, games. Yeah. Because really hard games, some, especially if you're like not a hardcore gamer, suck. I, yeah. I am really, I am relatively, no, not, yeah, I'm relatively certain that there are a, a large number of people did not know what they were getting into with Dead Souls. Mm -hmm. and Dark and Souls. Dark Souls. And did Dead Souls, like the fucking Joy Division song. I ate so much pizza. <laughs> uh, the uh, Dark Souls, they did not mm -hmm. know what they were getting themselves into, and they did not have a good time. Yeah. So, so... So... Uh, anyway, you want me to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Continue. So, um, so... I have a comment about he, Dark he Souls. Po he posts this, this video, and some douchebag... And yes, I'm just gonna like, like I don't even remember his username. I can remember who Dean Takahashi is. Can't remember whoever you know. Well, Dean Takahashi's been doing yeah. incredible work for 25 <laughs> years. Uh, this other guy is. <laughs> so anyway, um, this uh, this dude takes his like 30 minutes of footage, uh, creates a smash cut of all the times he dies, right, and makes this like self-important bullshit post about how this is why games journalism is horrible and corrupt because. You know, the big names in games journalism aren't even good at games. And, like, the gaming community took it, like, bait on a fish hook, you know, and apparently there's been, according to gamers, a controversy about how, you know, the, this really respectable journalist um, 
is so bad at games and shouldn't have his job, and that job should be given to real gamers who, you know, know how to play games. I love how there's always this, like, amorphous group of real gamers yeah. that just consists of me and the people yeah. I can fit into my mom's basement. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's always... There's always this... Do you know what the largest demographic of gamers is? What? Middle-aged women. Yeah, that's true. Middle-aged women. Yeah. Phone games, dude. Match yeah. three. By the way, wait, wait, wait. still playing. Wait, 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 wait. we continue to... No, no, no. Pause for a second, Justin. Please say that again. What? What you just said. That oh. the largest demographic of gamers is middle-aged women? Thank you. I wanted to make something clear. <laughs> yeah, I just I wanted was, to make that point very clear. I think you like cutting me off. I'm like, what's controversial about this? Match 3 is okay. a game. No, no, no. It's not, con- you? it's not controversial. <laughs> you, know, you know what's the controversial? People will say, but Match 3 games aren't games. You know what? That doesn't actually matter because middle-aged women are also the highest demographic for action games and RPGs. Oh, that I didn't you know. know. That, like, I that's did the thing. Know. I mean, of course, that's they're, awesome. they're, the high, <laughs> of course they're the highest demographic for like, wait, wait, because Because I gave Justin, can we pause... Could you please say that again? Yeah. I feel like that's Jamie relatively... is an asshole and is wrong about everything. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's what I said. Anyway. Um, no, no, no. But, but, but I feel like no, just for the, the highest purposes... demographic for action games is... and for is middle-aged women. That's interesting. Uh, same deal for RPGs. They play uh, single-player games more than men do. Do you know why? Because then they don't have to deal with people online. Yeah. One, of, one of the best healers I actually ever had, I don't want to shout her, her battle net name out because mm-hmm. God knows fucking the internet is full of men mm-hmm. and we're all horrible. But one of the best healers I ever had was a person, it was a middle-aged woman, mm-hmm. and she played Mercy, and she was really, really fucking good at it, and I'm the, usually the one who plays Mercy, because usually I'm the best Mercy, because everyone else just wants to kill things, and I actually want to win the game. Um, but this person that I was playing with was fantastic. She was really good, and we won so many games and had so much fun, because she was responsible. The beautiful thing was actually that her like 19-year-old daughter got her into the game, yeah. and I was like, yeah! And the reason why I I had you pause and repeat all those things is because it counteracts what is the common uh, stereotype of what a gamer is. For real, dude, it's not even hard. Just type in ESA Survey 2017. Yeah. You know, the ESA is the Electronic Software Association. They have to do this. It is their job. They have to figure out the numbers. Um, And it, you know, and like... And there's a lot of statistics there. It's not just who calls themselves a gamer. You know, they say, how many games do you play? On what systems? How often? You know? So it's not just as a lot of assholes are going to say, oh, but middle-aged women are just playing on their phones and blah, blah, blah. No, they're serious gamers like anybody else, you know? And that's actually so interesting because the last ESA I had, I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. I must have out-of-date information, but the last Mm -hmm. thing I heard was like, mobile is the biggest platform and it's middle-aged women. Mobile is the biggest platform. That's still the, the case. I'm saying that... Regardless, if the because the counter argument is always that's not real games, it still doesn't fucking matter because middle aged women still still you know, beat you. They're still, still beat more you, of you know? them than you. Yeah, yeah. there's still mo- more of them than you, no matter what you're saying. Yeah. Like, so, even if you want to say that mobile games aren't real games, which by the way is fucking bullshit because there are some amazing yeah, yeah, horror experiences yeah. on mobile so, right now. To, to get um, back to the, yeah. I just wanted to okay. take a moment to acknowledge so, that. Anyway, th- this is the controversy, which has been dubbed by. And by a lot controversy, of... we mean controversy. Well, it's been dubbed. You can't see my air quotes, but you can hear. It's them. been dubbed by a lot of people in the gaming industry as a non-troversy. A non-troversy. <laughs> um, because gamers really want it to be a controversy, and every so often, outlets get these, you know, major things. It's like, aren't you going to talk about, you know, the Dean Takahashi thing? And people are like, no, because 
it's not a controversy. Movie Bob did a thing where he's like, this is not a controversy. A person who was covering a game went to a booth for a game that hasn't been released. So he by definition could not have been played it before and died sometimes. It was a smash cut of the times he died. You take a smash cut of anyone's deaths in a video game and they look horrible. Yeah, I know. You know? It, like, <coughs> my, the smash cuts of my insane difficulty, literally that was the name of the difficulty level, the insane difficulty playing the fucking infiltrator in goddamn Mass Effect 3 is is an atrocity. Like, it's so bad. You take a smash cut of my misplays in Hearthstone, a smash cut of, of my deaths in Persona 5. Like, when someone dies, they buy definition make a mistake every death looks stupid you know like <clears throat> it's like oh he should have been better like fucking what like you were gonna do better every single journalist that walked up to that booth sucked because it was a game no one had played anybody who walks up to any booth at any convention sucks i've I've been to E3, and I've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with people I should not be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with in fighting games because no one's played this fighting game before, you know? <clears throat> like, that was just the case. Like, people need time to get better at shit. And the fact that... The fact that gamers... And I'm not going to say all gamers, but the fact that there is a very loud, very <laughs> asshole no, group of gamers. Not all, hashtag, not, hashtag, all game. not all gamers. There's a very loud, very <laughs> asshole group of gamers that are making such a big deal about this speaks to a fundamental misunderstanding about what the games journalism job is about. Here's the deal. If I were good enough at games to get paid for it, I would be scouted by an esports team. Yeah. I am not that good. Nor is nor are most games journalists. They're not that good. What they are good at is writing. Writing. <clears throat> they're good at writing. They're good at critiquing. They're good at analysis. You know? They're good at game design theory. They're good at game history. They're good at these things that allow them to communicate things to your small brain. <laughs> you know? So, so, so to... And, and the reason why I, this is interesting and is everything that you're talking about actually just applies to journalism in general Journal yeah, in any true. media like it's like the demand and every time i hear this i actually think the argument is depending on which side of it it can be it's both the arguments for me are profoundly stupid which is it's like it's it's like the idea that someone who writes film criticism and granted there's a lot of shitty film criticism as God, well. So much. Yeah. So but, much. But it's the idea that it's the same concept that someone who writes about film should also be a really amazing filmmaker. And yeah, it's just like that's not the <clears throat> those two things aren't the same. There there is, there is something to be said for like the value of being in the doing and not the critiquing. And I right. understand that point of view, but 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 smash cut McLoserson uh, neither critiques nor makes games. Yeah, well, no, no, no. So but, fuck but, him. But, 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 the par but the parallel is... Uh, is you could make the parallel with, like, any... Basically, any form of, of journalism, I think... I mean, like, like I said, I mean, there could be something to said, like, there, like there is a lot of bad film criticism as well, uh, but I feel like it, it, the the criticism of the criticism, so to, or like a controversy or whatever, 
seems to come from the same place. No, and I, mean, I think it all stems from there's an insular... It's that larger point that everyone keeps making of, like, the effect that the insular nature and the anonymous nature of the internet tends to prompt, you know, a reaction to a, people making a controversy over something that isn't a controversy, or a controversy where it's just like, and then here are the people who are piling on to a certain thing. Okay. Like, I feel like there's a lot of parallels. Do you know why this became a controversy? Because well-meaning people in the in games journalism attempted to have an intelligent conversation about it. Which is yeah, they just If they just hit the fucking mute button, you know, then we wouldn't be doing this. But we're doing this now. So let me say that the only reason why this is a thing is because the people out there who are complaining about this are sad that they're not getting free games. That's all that it is. Which like, is funny, because, like... Music Free journalism games? and music, like, yeah, music journalism and film journalism are, are, are the exact same the, thing. The, the implication, a lot yeah, of times, the implication is I'm good at games. Why shouldn't you be giving me? shit as if every games journalist just gets all the free games yeah. they want which by the way isn't the fucking case we try don't get me wrong yeah the games are nice you know free games are even, cool even our editors even the owners of our outlets big name outlets i used to work at the escapist and we didn't always get you know uh <clears throat> free games it just doesn't happen all the time it's also like is that what you're really upset about you want free things well that's well, right. like, it's it's just like, thing. it's, what it's you write for a nerd site therefore you should get free screening no, tickets no. to every marvel movie that comes out no no, right? no but like that's the thing it's like is is your life motivated by swag like yeah. is that well, what you really want to do so like, many so many people like like a lot of games i mean I, I think the short answer to that is yes Yes, it I is. Mean, free oh. shit is a perk. It's not a raison d'etre. Like, like, like a lot of gamers, a lot of gamers, um, the people who like, I don't think they'll understand, by the way, the word, the uh, phrase. You should not live for free shit, you dumb fuck. <laughs> no, 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 no. You okay. use the term that the people we're now making okay. fun of criticism uh, wouldn't understand. Raison well, that's why I okay. clarify. <laughs> raison d'etre, there's a different raison d'etre for every expansion in Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, again, I don't play Hearthstone. That's still funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, a lot of gamers think that games journalists are just them. You know, like like they think that they're just gamers that happen to luck into you know one of these gigs. Here's another really and I, and I kind of did well, to be fair. <laughs> here's, another, here's a really interesting story. Games journalists aren't the most hardcore gamers out there. Like I, I admit, I'm a nerd. I really like games. But a lot of my games journalist colleagues are just writers who ended up being here as a factor of their life. How many people out there ended up doing what they wanted to do with their lives? Yeah, you or know? like planning and building toward. You yeah, know, like most games journalists are just people who ended up in the job just like any other fucking job. You know? So you know what they do? They do their research, you know? They do their homework. They play games as they need to do. They learn how to fucking write. They work at this fucking job for years and years. 25 years into Takahashi's case. Yeah. You know? And also, if you're, uh, I think, being a good writer in a lot of ways can trump a lot of... It. I mean, you could not be a gamer, quote-unquote... But if you're a fantastic writer, you could still write a fantastic article I mean, about a video game if you, were, if if you, you happen to play it for like four yeah, hours. You, you could research. say some really interesting things about like Mass Effect just 
sitting over someone's shoulder and watching them play Mass Effect. I've like, read articles yeah. like that, and would, they're fascinating. It would be a, as someone who doesn't play a lot of games. And and we shouldn't be make the mistake to think that watching a game is the same as playing no, it's a game. Not. It's not. But like, you can still have interesting insights and write something valuable. Surprise, surprise, just because you can bang out like a expletive-laden Facebook post doesn't mean that you're a writer. Yeah. And the thing, and I'm great at expletive-laden Facebook <laughs> posts. It's the only kind I make. Um, but one of the things that having, having been doing this job for about a month and a half, two months now, I'm finding all of my bad habits as a writer, all the bad patterns that I fall into, that I get into, like, and I realize how hard it is every day to think of something interesting to say about video games. Something I try and make a point of actually doing once a day because it makes me happy to at least spend an hour or two playing a game. And playing games is not the same as writing about them. Like, playing a game is not the same as having something interesting to say about it. Like, sh and shouting like a racial slur um, and a fucking denigrating term about queer people and talking about how something is OP because it just killed you, that is not an interesting thought. You might think it's an interesting thought and all of the horrible virgins that you share your mother's basement with for Halo Night might think it's an interesting thought, whoa, 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 but whoa, whoa. surprise, whoa. fucking surprise, what the fuck is it's Halo? not. Who plays Halo anymore? <laughs> I don't know. These guys, apparently. <laughs> because I say they do. Because I'm a games journalist. And what I say becomes real. <laughs> <laughs> That's our real power, Angelo. See, also, also, being able to point... Uh, uh, to bring it back to... Not just games journal, but it is like being able to point out the flaws in something doesn't necessarily make you a smart person. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like like it's just it it it's really frustrating that this had to be a thing. And like even uh, uh, uh like even in games journalist you know circles, every so often like the newbies you know like and you could tell they're the newbies because they're the youngest ones you know uh they're like so are we gonna talk about this thing? And every single time. Everyone else is just like, haha, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. And when you look on YouTube, the people who are like angry about it, they're all like making shaky cam videos on their cell phone. And everyone else who's saying it's not a controversy has like a professional setup. You know? Like, there's a clear divide here. And yeah. it, 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 it frustrates me because... And once again, I, to beat a dead horse, it is not isolated to games journalism no, at all it no. is a problem in journalism in general well, this is this is also something that the internet has done which is that it is it has removed all gatekeeping from critique which i am actually generally in favor of yeah but mm -hmm. the thing is is if you're going to show your whole ass on web 2.0 slash social media slash facebook slash twitter slash youtube if you're going to show your whole ass I'm going to say, hey, guess what, dude? Your ass is horrifying. <laughs> and you are horrifying. And Jesus Christ, take a shower. Because if you're... This is the thing. When we've taken the gatekeepers away, we've let a lot of horrible, horrible people in. We've opened the gates to Mordor, so mm -hmm. to speak. And you know what? It's up to the reasonable people to draw a sword, shout for Frodo, and kill all the orcs. Like, <laughs> which is, hey, you know? A time-honored tradition in gaming. <laughs> I just, uh, you also, know. I don't think there are any eagles coming. I'm just <laughs> but you, but you don't need the eagles if you if you stat your build correctly and you have the good plate mail and you have the elf sword, you'll be fine. It's you don't a, need the eagles. It's just you know, eagles, it, eagles are for softcore players, Jamie. It, it's it's disheartening because I mean I'm gonna whine a little bit here, but this job is hard. 
all right? Like, um, I it, like it's fun. I'm not gonna say it's not fun, you know. I'm, there are worse things you could be the, writing yeah, about. There I, I've been given assignments that it was like, this is the worst yeah. thing. There, there, like, there's <laughs> worse things I could be writing about. There's worse, you know. There's worse things I could be doing. Um, I actively enjoy video games, and I love my job as a game journalist. I'm not gonna lie, but it's also still a job, and that job still can get exhausting. It's very mentally taxing. Um, it. it a lot of times you will have to work long hours if it's a particular, like, I mean, we're going into holiday release season, you know. Yeah. Um, I know that there's going to be many days that I'm going to be working 10, 12 hours, you know, just cause, you know. Um, that's a different game. Yeah, no, just cause is a different <laughs> game. Um, we're not, that's not coming out this holiday season. You know, and like you said, like, you, 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 you're experiencing this now too. Like, every day you have to be creative. Every day you yeah. have to find something else to write about. Every day you have to write something that is thoughtful yeah. and like thought provoking and will get people to click on it but that's also not clickbait yeah you know and it's um, and when i used to just make spreadsheets for a living and mm -hmm. my last job i was just making spreadsheets i'd make 10 12 spreadsheets a day and it i could feel my soul draining out through my eyeballs and it was horrible but then when i got home i was like let's be creative let's make something let me work on my film let me do that do let me do this let me write my script that i'm working on let me take some more photographs you know the sunset looks really beautiful today now i get done writing for the day and i'm i'm just like fuck this like i'm gonna play heroes of the storm and i'm gonna pwn noobs oh, like, yeah, that, that's your, all your, i think i'm doing your, your creativity like stamina is totally sound so, but you spend day. it do it the whole day doing that and like i have definitely and like look this isn't to say that our lives are hard no, I, my life not, is not hard yeah, yeah. i i actually caught myself the other day being like but i don't want to play the game i have to play i want to play the game i want to play <laughs> and i was like i am stupid and my life is stupid and my complaints are stupid everything in my life is stupid and i should be less stupid yeah um someone uh actually god i wish i remember the author's name but someone wrote a response on polygon right Polygon um, has some great articles. Yeah, no, Polygon true. is fantastic. Um, it's true. You guys should go to Game Crate and read our stuff. Anyway. <laughs> Link of the doobly doo. Link of the doobly doo. Anyway, um, so uh, someone someone oh, uh, wrote a Polygon article about how um, games journalism really is a labor of love because there are other jobs, you know, out there that pay better oh, and yeah. don't open you up to Twitter harassment, yeah. you know, and I know so this article, like, right? yeah, the, yeah, article, right? the same article, right? And, and like, and it's true, you know, we could be doing a lot of other stuff right now. This is, but, a, but again, I was not isolated about, to games journalism. Yeah, true. If you're I, a journalist, yeah, <laughs> pretty well, much that's going to be your, look, you're going to write something and someone and, on Twitter is going to hate you. And for the women and women bodied and women identified people out there in audiences, look, we understand we are cis men. And we know that however bad the things are that happen to us in the journalism field, they are nothing compared to the things that happen to y'all. We, 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 am I right? We acknowledge no, you, that. We, we totally acknowledge <laughs> that. But also think about how bad it is for the, you know, women and like non-cis women in, you know, like in games, games journals. journals. I'm like specifically like, I games know journals. several, several like trans One of, one one of them journalism. decided not to do that anymore and is now a politician. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like it's it, it's super hard. I mean, like I I know I know of like three or four trans women just in the speedrunning community alone. You know, and they're constantly harassed all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, and, and this is this is another function of removing gatekeeping from. Yeah. From like when when everyone has a megaphone, 
everyone in town has a megaphone. I don't know, some of our listeners may not live in urban areas, but the idea of literally everyone in my neighborhood having a megaphone is a terrifying idea. That's like literally a hundred people. There are like a hundred people on my block. Yeah. That's not an exaggeration. There are a hundred people. <laughs> and that's and that's in a low density part of Jersey City. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to scream There's about that. There's more than for that in the building I grew up in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just to so, give you an idea. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to scream about that for a while because they like it's something that a lot of games journalists have wanted to scream about because it's not something that we're writing a lot of articles about. Because, well, this is one of those you don't feed the troll situations. Well, yeah. I hadn't heard about this, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that I had it. <laughs> well, like that's the thing. Like I'm not really writing huge op-eds about this because. I mean, I don't want to give this legitimacy. No, you know? fuck that. Which is why I'm well, we doing can, it on yeah. the Shady's <laughs> podcast, you know? <laughs> Where we talk about games yeah. once every six months. You know? But 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 I'm glad you brought it up because I, I it, it's again one of those things where it's just like every... It's a topic that we come back to again and again is that everything in games, games journalism, in nerd culture, everything that is... And actually, uh, a friend of uh, a friend of ours actually once asked me about like whether you know I think it was whether sexism, sexism or like harassment are more pronounced in a nerd community, and I just went, I don't think it is. I think it's here. I think it's a problem in the society at large, and anytime you pick out any subset of society at large, you see whatever that problem. That is a huge problem in society at large. At large, be either magnified or just hyper focused in whatever that subset is. I mean, to to an extent, like here's the thing: it's it's not that gamers suck or comic book nerds suck or anything like that. It's that people suck. You know, and and I say this from the bottom of my heart, but people suck. Because here's well, I mean, you know, all all that to a large extent, cis white men suck. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, the overwhelming majority. No, yeah, sure, but like like, all of us. Yeah, seriously though, like, um, I I like to tell people this. Um, people are like, oh man, the the whole Trump, and I'm gonna talk about Trump. So fuck off if you if you know you have a problem with that. Can we can we use a couple of uh, Greg Bruce's wonderful names for him? The Tangerine Tyrant. Listen, I'm not going to remember that. Mango, shit. Too, Mango Mussolini. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, um, just say he has so many. They're so like, good. Where tangerines where, and mangoes are delicious yeah. fruits, and we should not where, where, despoil their names the, with the, the, uh, like. Our where, where did this culture come from? Where is that? And I, and I like to look at people and go, yeah, "Have you have you been paying attention? Of course you fucking have haven't. Were you here when GamerGate happened? Yeah, it's just that fucking bullshit all over again." On a grander scale. Like, when people go, you know, all those people shouting, fake news, fake news. That shit has been happening in gaming for ages. There was a dude who said that I was on Blizzard's payroll because I said Overwatch was good. You have, all you have to do to know that Overwatch is good is have eyeballs. It's to play Overwatch. You don't even have to play Overwatch. It has fucking 30 fucking, someone, a million people playing it. Like, I mean, they're like, oh, but they're not giving us real numbers, and you're not talking about paladins. I'm like, I'm not talking about paladins because that's a fraction of the user base, you know? <laughs> and, and it's like, this is the you're thing. You're not talking about lawbreakers. Yeah. I'm like, I know I'm not talking about lawbreakers. <laughs> because lawbreakers has 200 people playing. So it. I, that's, once, when I made a that's, comment. That's an active sewing yeah, circle. That's yeah. not a multiplayer <laughs> online FPS. I mean, I made a comment. Uh, I can't even remember what video it was on YouTube. I, can't, I don't remember what movie it was, but well, someone. You've already made a mistake if you're commenting 
I don't remember what it was, but someone accused me of being like, I, I, I want to say it was a Marvel. I don't even remember what property it was. But let's just say it was Marvel. And someone said, like, I was like, up oh, is a Marvel shill. And I just went, I fucking wish! You know how fucking money it is? Could I be a Blizzard shill? I love Blizzard products. If my job was just to talk about how great Blizzard products like, are all day long for a wage and health insurance, yeah, I, was like, I would do it. I was just like, Marvel's owned by Disney. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. If they were paying me... Fuck yeah! I would love to be a Marvel show! And this also kind of goes towards like the fake news, fake sentiment, astroturfing. It's like, George Soros pays for X. Look, George Soros didn't put a fucking dime in my goddamn hand in the years that I was protesting. And if, <laughs> if he was doing it for somebody, that motherfucker owes me backpack. Look, yeah. if I could be a protester all the time, 24-7, polish my organizing skills and all that shit, yes! I absolutely would. Those are spirit of capitalism, right? Yeah. Those are jobs that don't exist. Like, you think these things? You think the only way somebody might disagree with you is if they are being paid to do? Which I think says more about you than the people being paid. Yeah, like, it was Ghostbusters. That's what it was. Of it course, was whatever, it was of course, it was Ghostbusters. It was Ghostbusters. Uh, and the angriest anybody ever got over a mediocre movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, like, like that's the thing. This shit has just been happening online, and anytime it happens online, do you know what people said? Oh, it's just the gamers. Normal people aren't like the gamers, or oh, it's just the nerds. You know, normal people aren't like comic book nerds or movie nerds. I mean, to nerds. be fair, I think there is a reason why it started here. Why, like, Patient Zero was like the dude who helped start gaming. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say that Gamergate is responsible for Donald Trump getting elected or anything ridiculous no, it's like not. that. But, but like, is... Milo Yiannopoulos was like a big part of Gamergate, and yeah. now he doesn't have a house. I'm already Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did did, did, did the, the hobo master of Hobo Ken punch him and say, you're already homeless? <laughs> if it's if that's Hurricane Irma, sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, all right. Then we've taken it there. Now, now uh, that's 49 states yeah. uh, that are still listening. Um, you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> hey, I didn't mention anyone else. My heart goes out to everybody else. <laughs> it's just my life. Yeah. <laughs> I was, to be fair, I was kind of hoping that Irma would just park it over Mar-a-Lago, just flatten it with nobody inside, and then leave. Just, <laughs> just as a as a sidebar, uh, we will discuss this later. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> mm -hmm. You watch, Bojack Horseman. I only watched the first two episodes oh, before the you fucking even... sense of existential <laughs> despair overtook me. Liam, you haven't even gotten to the thoughts of I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to. I okay. honestly, we'll talk about That's this fair. in a second, but I don't know if I can handle yeah. more of that show. Okay. Um, That's fair. So, so um, <laughs> fuck, where the fuck was I? Just the creeping blackness of a horseman destroying his own life just wiped my brain. Oh, there's a reason why Gamergate it started say, where we are. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot. It, it is a lot. Like, gamers, I, I guess, according to ESA 2017, not mostly dudes. Mm -hmm. Gamer game is mostly dudes. Like, the That's toxic true. communities Angry Jacks. Are, are mostly dudes. Mm -hmm. They're not They're not people with, like, strong I mean, I social connections. I know fucking someone out there is going to be like, but I know if you know Gamer like, Yeah, of course they fucking Just are. Stop. But, like, <laughs> um, they're... Um, there's a reason why it started in this culture. And it, it, it's a reason, one of the reasons why is because of where this started back in like, as far back as like the 80s mm -hmm. of like maladjusted young men 
who maybe grow out of it and become normal. I was feral at 22. I was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I was. A, I would hate myself. I was awful. Like, I would have beaten myself. I would, it, 34-year-old Justin would beat 22-year-old Justin's ass, which would be really bad for 34-year-old Justin because while he has weight advantages, his cardiovascular is in way less good shape. Also, um, I mean, if you do yeah, I would beat, that, I would beat the shit out of a time late, late. I wouldn't kill myself. I'd <laughs> yeah, myself yeah. a lesson. Um, I, I would beat the shit out of, like, 27-year-old me. 27-year-old me was... was Dude, hi- was I, hyper like entitled. I beat I beat the shit out of, out of myself from two years ago. <laughs> like, but, but but so I think there's a reason why it started in our community, and I think it of like the of toxic masculinity of isolation combine that with the larger problems with misogyny in our society, and then the larger problems with how we construct masculinity in our society, and then when you're not around other people, you don't have anyone to check your worst impulses. Like one of the things that's made me a much better person is being married because there's somebody here who says, okay, I'm going to love you forever, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to put up with your bullshit. And we're going to have a talk about the things about you that are bullshit and that you could be better at. And I'm like, you know what? I love you. And I see your point and that's legit. And I'm going to work on that. I'm not perfect. <laughs> Just ask my wife, you know, yeah. uh, who, who I desperately tried to get off the phone. So I didn't lose a ranked Hearthstone match earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey Justin, you will be. You're a good person. I'm like, shut here, up. Here's but, a like, <laughs> shut like, up, like, You're always wrong. See, you are always wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with Justin, and I say this having the utmost respect for gamers, and that's what sucks because I do see the good that gamers can do. I see AGDQ and SGQ raise millions of dollars for charity. I see, you know, people come together and organize. You know, people who are running around with like like chickens with their heads cut off, you know, to make a difference in the world. Gamers can be a very positive group of people. I mean, nerds in general. Yeah, like, nerds, nerds in general can be, that's that's basically Jamie's role in this discussion to go, it's not just gamers, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you well, know. No, no, but, 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 but it's just, but the reason why I say that is because whenever you talk about any mm, subset, there's yeah. a tendency, mm. and like Justin was saying, where it's mm-hmm. just like, well, that's just that yeah. group. And I'm just I, like, no, it's fucking not. I, like, yeah. I am simultaneously com- like completely proud and very ashamed to be a gamer, which is a weird place to be. I'm mostly like, ashamed. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud to be a gamer because I, I do love the things we can do. And I'm ashamed because of the things we do do. I'm ashamed every time someone gets hate mail. I'm ashamed every time someone, you know, gets doxxed, you know, or has someone creeping outside their apartment. I'm ashamed every time someone can't, like, show up at a convention and do a talk because the the uh, the uh, um, convention won't take a hard line, you know, on people who are harassing them, you know? I'm ashamed every time a cosplayer gets inappropriately touched at a gaming convention. I'm afraid... I'm ashamed of, like, of, like female pro gamers that don't get the same respect as male pro gamers, you know? Like, I'm, I'm ashamed of all this shit... You know, and, and everybody always says, you know, hashtag not all gamers. Like, of course not all gamers. Of course not everyone is doing this to everyone. But the fact of the matter is, every time something like this happens, you see a huge vocal voice saying, it's okay for it to happen. And that's what I'm ashamed of, you know? These aren't the same people, you know, or at least I'd hope that they're not. Maybe they are. But these aren't the same people who are getting up on, on camera and, like, saying we raised, you know, two million five hundred thousand dollars for breast cancer awareness, you know? These aren't the same people who are, you know, um um 
going to like female only game jams and you know like creating funds to help females get into the game design business um this, this these aren't the same people but at the same time we continue to allow these people to be our face you know we continue to allow these people to be what other people consider to be a gamer you know and that's why I feel that shame, you know? Because I would love it if everything that gaming was, everything that nerddom was, was just people coming together to help other people, you know? I admit... Shit, I, I wish like, that's what people, being a yeah. man was. Like, yeah. I, I get that um, feeling every time as a man that um, some dude does something. I'm just like, God damn it, um, my gender sucks. I, uh, <laughs> that's I, also legit. Also legit. <laughs> also like, yeah, legit. I admit, I got into a lot and of... There, and there's a lot of overlap in those two discussions. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> all true. I admit that I, I largely got into nerd, nerddom because I felt like an outcast, you know? And it did feel like good to have a place that you I You know, belong, I think that's what, you know? for, for, and I feel like Again, we come back to the, you know the same couple of themes a lot, mm -hmm. but that's fine because they continue to be issues. Is I think what makes it so frustrating as a nerd, at you know, as a gamer, as a comic book fan, as someone who you know whatever your fandom is, that for so many of us of a certain generation, you know, in our thirties, some a little younger, but I think it's you know people in their thirties and maybe a little. Uh, older is we were right on that cusp of when all of those things kind of became part of the larger culture yeah. and so many of us became we fans about that. Yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were on a group piece about that uh, I just shout about it online yeah, yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah definitely uh, is that the way we came into these things was because we felt like we were outcasts mm -hmm. and to now I think that what for people like us, what makes that so deeply shameful and hurtful for us is where, I mean, you could make the analogy, a lot of people have made the analogy also about like hip hop or any, like I said, it, it just, it's, well, it's like, it applies to any subset. When did, when did like, we become the bullies? Like, yeah, that's the yeah like, exactly. I, I was bullied when well, I was well, see, a kid, this is the thing. Know? We were always the bullies. We were never not. We just didn't bully the people who bullied us. We just found somebody to punch down on. And there was always somebody in every group that got punched down. Yeah. And I, I mean, was sometimes I mean, that guy, and sometimes I was the guy punching down when I was a kid. We were always the bullies. There's something There's something about middle school kids that it's like 80% of children or 90% of children report being bullied in middle school. Mm -hmm. And like only like 5% report being bullied. Like 5% of people aren't bullying 80% of people. Everyone is bullying everyone. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and it's... And, and apes that are humans are really bad at, at actually like addressing the thing that has hurt us. Like we would much rather like spread that out laterally or punch down. We very rarely punch up at somebody what, who has hurt well, us. Well, what, what uh, Patton Oswalt, uh, however you may feel about him, uh, which I kind of have to preface that uh, because he has said some, the one, his, def his uh, the thing that I think saves him is a lot of times when he says something that's fucked up, uh, he tends to, uh, if, if he gets called out on it, if, if the way in which he's called on it is like, hey, this is why what you said was fucked up, he often goes, oh, okay, months later, like, there was, I forget what it was, that he, when he was defending uh, Tosh, and he came in, I was like, yeah, I was defending a thing, and now that I've learned all these other things, 
there was there was a better way for me to address that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he said he evolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, as far as I know, he's not harming people. Yeah. Like, and so that's the low and he bar for he, not hating a celebrity. No, 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 no but he generally tries yeah. to be on the right yeah. side of things, and then when he fucks up. Even if it's even if in the initial his response is to yeah. kind of like because he's a comedian and that's what we do is to be defensive and like kind of be shitty about it. It's just like he often comes around because he's trying. His his point is like he, uh, he's often trying to do the right thing. Way off yeah, uh, sure, train. Sure, sure. Is what he said was people who uh, ex- I think he was talking about Star Wars or something. It's like people who have felt felt and I'm paraphrasing felt excluded are often the people who are most anxious or prone to exclude others. Okay. Uh, and he was referring to nerds. I mean, there's things that yeah, that yeah. doesn't apply to, but yeah, he was yeah. just like, it's just like, and that's what, you know, it, what you were saying. It's just like when you found so, so much time and suddenly we can be exclusionary now. Yeah. You know, you just be, or when they feel their exclu- exclusion and then the exclusion becoming your defining trait. Yeah, yeah. And then you feel that... Because exclu- basically the hit- history of like kind of nerdom is like you feel excluded because of the things you like. Now you're not excluded uh, of the things you like, but your exclusion makes you feel exclusive. And mm. now you have to exclude others. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not special anymore. Yeah. And not that's the, like not, the center of so the- many... <laughs> And this is also the thing, too. I would say that maybe this is, like, the thing that makes... That that is one of the toxic things in nerddom. And when I say nerddom, I mean, like, the shit we talk about here. But also, like, independent music. Yeah. And, like, all kinds of other things that are, like, subcultural. Is this idea that liking something does not make you special. Yeah. But we like to believe that it does. Yeah. It does not. Yeah. (laughs) Accomplishing things may make you special. Be good to the people around you. But it may make you special. Liking something does not make you special. Like, because everyone who criticizes him thinks they're special because they like stuff, you know? Yeah, but it's like, great, you like things. Everyone likes things. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Since we're angry and talking about games, can we talk about PewDiePie? Uh, yeah, sure. I'd love to hear more about that because I, I know a little bit about I'm, it. I will step back into this in a no, minute. No, no, no. You fuck. You sit your fucking ass down. <laughs> I am sitting my ass down. I'm just sitting uh, my ass down. Okay, you're an asshole. Anyway, uh, PewDiePie, uh, the biggest YouTuber fucking ever, right? And his videos are trashed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I he's, a, it, he, like... he's, he's just another Let's Player. He's not my favorite Let's Player. Favorite Let's Players are the Game Grumps. But like it's just secondary like, Markiplier. I am a nerd. But it's like it's it's mm-hmm. not even just funny. Mm-hmm. Like he's hollering, and look, I am a hollerer as well. If you've made it this far into the podcast, even if you've heard none of my previous podcasts, I am a hollerer. And Though I do attempt to have substance to my hollering, I have yet to see PewDiePie have any substance within the holler. Anyway, regardless, holler, regardless of whether were. or not you think that PewDiePie is quality content, because that's really not here or there, um, PewDiePie was on stream, and he said the N-word. Ugh. And you know exactly what N-word I'm talking about, the one asshole who's going to, like, comment, you know, what word was it? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's um, the word. Anyway, he said the N-word. Um... And, uh, 
he said this while playing Counter-Strike, I believe. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm laughing because... I mean, sadly, weird. not weird for people who play Counter-Strike. But anyway, uh, I don't want to put the whole Counter-Strike community yeah, but that's why I'm laughing. Online gamers it's like, in general. Let's where, just talk about all online gamers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he is while playing Counter-Strike. Um, earlier on the stream, he played Firewatch. And uh, the people who uh, make Firewatch, I can't remember their name because I'm a bad game or Campo something. Yeah, because yeah. um, I'm a bad, I'm a bad game journalist. You're a terrible game. But uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not because you're bad at games. You're um, not bad at games. Anyway, but even if you were, it wouldn't make you a bad game journalist. Um, uh, they DMCA claimed the stream. Um, uh, because, you know, appropriately enough. They don't want to be associated with someone who says the N-word on a Twitch stream. <laughs> that is understandable. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what, though? If Kendrick yeah. Lamar was streaming his Call of Duty games and used that word, I would not have a problem with I mean, it. Context is everything. Context you know? yeah. is everything. Um, anyway. Um, does Kendrick Lamar call, play Call of Duty? No, I but I, Street Fighter no I can't imagine he would. Yeah. Like, I wonder if he's But like, there's Marvel. a big... Ken, Kendrick Lamar is a Grammy Award-winning rapper, and PewDiePie is from Sweden. Proceed. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on right now. Um, most importantly... Okay, so most importantly is PewDiePie is an ass, right? Um, uh, but also importantly... Um, this is one of the. This is an example of a company using a DMCA takedown to take down footage of another game by another company just because the stream was associated with this other stream in some way. Um, that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to put this out here right now. There are also a bunch of people who are like. Words don't mean anything, and it's just PewDiePie's feelings. You guys could shut up. We don't yeah. need to hear you. You know. Also, um, just as a sidebar, I have encountered this more than once. Uh, not just with gamers, but just in. Uh, there's a whole subset apparently of people from, and this is a gross overgeneralization, but uh, just I keep encountering this weird thing with people from places like. Uh, Sweden, places in like Northern Europe where gener generally the population is very homogeneously white, uh, who don't understand that, no, 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 America has an entire history of things that are, that make it so that you're not allowed, you shouldn't be using these words. And then they make arguments, well, these white people were also slaves. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. you're not getting the point. <laughs> yeah, okay, look, I'm gonna get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah, right? go ahead. He he apologized. I don't care. Yeah. Um some people need to learn that apologies are not an immediate undo button. Yeah. You know? If you you could if you Apologies fucking, are not the control Z of life. Yeah. If you fucking <laughs> yeah. if you stab me in the gut, I don't care if you say you're sorry, you still stab me in the fucking gut. Similarly, if you say something that is hurtful, the hurt is still there. Apologizing helps but it doesn't erase what you fucking did. And there's still consequences for what you fucking did. So do I think that PewDiePie was in the right at all? Fucking no. no. You know, you don't 
fucking say the N-word if you are a pasty-ass Swedish dude. You just don't. And, and if you didn't it's, know it's, that because you're from Sweden, I'm sorry, but do your research. Yeah. You know? and, and, incidentally, and now you know you have just been told by the Americans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, incidentally, if you're a host of the HBO show of an HBO show who has a lot of black friends, you're still not allowed to say it. Yeah. Motherfucker. So, um, so no, no part of what PewDiePie did was okay. It's not okay. I understand that he was upset. Fuck you! You know, be at least a little bit professional. We know a thing or two about professionalism. Oh, yeah, I'm you sure. know? Like, well, we're not saying the fucking N-word! Sure. You know? Pro professionalism, but not ethics, because we yeah. are game journalists. We are game journalists. So, um, no, seriously, though, like, nothing that he did was okay. I don't excuse his behavior. Um, I think that, you know, if his stream gets, gets taken down... That is like, that's the least that can happen to him. Yeah. This is fucking, this is PewDiePie. He has millions of subscribers. One video on Twitch isn't going to ruin the fucking asshole, It's you a know? slap on the wrist. It's a slap honestly. on the wrist. And I mean, he's already lost a lot of his brand deals. It doesn't matter, because he's PewDiePie. He is a jugger. Stop playing with the stuffed cat pillow. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's a juggernaut of, uh, of like online video, you know? People are going to be like, oh, poor PewDiePie. PewDiePie. No, not pure PewDiePie. That guy is fucking rich, you know? Um, He's the guy who's getting free shit. Yeah. Be mad at him. Um, <laughs> yeah. people, uh, uh, so, so just that right out of the way, what he did was not okay. If he gets punished for it, he should get punished for it, you know. Bar none, that's just the case, okay? So anybody who's trying to argue about that, and I'm fairly certain that Jamie doesn't have any of those listeners, but like, still, anybody... I think so. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, if you did, you don't have them now. Yeah. You don't <laughs> yeah. have those listeners or motherfuckers in Florida. Um, <laughs> anybody uh, who um, who who's trying to argue that bullshit that that discussion is over with. The DMCA thing is a whole other thing. Are the companies within the rights to do it? Yes, that's not even a thing you could argue. You know, frankly, uh, companies can DMCA fucking anything. Like our our copyright law is so squishy and shitty right now that like if you are even playing a game of any sort on any stream for any reason you know a so uh, now, I'm, now i'm off my train of thought you <laughs> anyway you were talking about uh dm yeah uh, uh uh are they within the rights of course they're within the rights you know you could dmc take down fucking anything should you be able to that's a whole other can of worms i don't think you should but we're not going to change our copyright law anytime soon. Um, the thing that is scary, scary, air quotes, but the thing that is scary is that this is one company using a DMC takedown to take down footage of another company's game. Yeah. <sighs> no, it was... Wait, no, 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 no. As mm -hmm. far as I understand it, it was the makers of Firewatch that mm -hmm. wanted Firewatch taken down from that... It wasn't like Firewatch was saying, hey... Take down Call of Duty, like... It's the same video, though. Like, it's 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 part of the same stream. Oh, so there was more than just Firewatch yes. on the stream? Yes, Ah, uh, I see. Um, yeah. And there was basically no way to cut it, you know, because <coughs> of the way that Twitch handles stuff, you know? That's what um, makes it, like, quote-unquote, 
complicated. Yeah, that's what makes it complicated. I mean, re really, it's not super complicated. No, it's because, not. Like, no, not really. You know, like, whatever punishment PewDiePie gets, he gets, and it's not going to put a dent in him, so who cares? Um, yeah. But, like, um, the thing that... Uh, I've, I've seen similar things attempt to be done in the past, right? And um, I... I vomit in my mouth have like being put into any position that makes it seem like I'm siding with PewDiePie. But um, I remember when Evo happened and uh, Nintendo tried to take down the Smash stream. If they succeeded, they would have taken down footage of every other fighting game on that stream. They didn't, uh, largely because people donated $100,000 to breast cancer research to see Smash be streamed. And uh, having, after that happened... Having Nintendo say, no, you don't get to see our product is basically PR suicide. Um, but I have, I have a, a question about that, th mm -hmm. about this, though, mm -hmm. is, yes, it makes it complicated, but from what I understand of what you're saying, mm -hmm. him dropping the N-word wasn't during playing Firewatch. It was playing a different game. A different, a different game. No, it's playing Kyle of Duty. Uh, Why are the makers... What? Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. Why then are the makers of Counter Strike not? Well, the makers saying. of Counter Strike, I don't think are I mean, deeply concerned with that. The makers of Counter Strike are just... Valve, and Valve. But let's put it this way: I hate to be this way, but if Valve, um, if Valve were to sniff out and take down every stream of a Counter Strike player using the N word, then Half Life Three will never come out. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you have priorities. Yeah, no ethics, but priorities. Okay. Um, Fair um, enough. Like, like that's that's just the case. There are so the like, Counter Strike is one of the most popular games on Twitch. You know? Okay. Um, and it's one of the most popular games on Steam. On Steam, and and just flat out, there are too many shitty people in the world. Like, well, no, no, no. I that, that's I, not what I mean. That they have to take, but just when. One of my understanding is and I could be wrong about this, is the makers of uh, Counter-Strike, they have no feelings on this? Or is it other people saying they shouldn't I don't, I don't actually do? think that Valve... I mean, it is Valve. Let's just put yeah. it out there. Valve, yeah. Valve makes Counter-Strike. Valve is yeah. responsible for Counter-Strike. Um, I don't actually think Valve has weighed in on it. You know. Okay, so I mean, that, that's the thing I wanted to clarify. Is, is, that, is that it being taken down, people are complaining about it, none of them are actually Valve. Um... Well, Val Valve doesn't. I mean, I mean, like, like Valve, Valve cares. They try to have an anti-toxic gamer policy, you know. But this is another example of there just being too much to do, you know. Yeah. For that matter, um, uh, the but DMC, the DMCA takedown was already issued by the guys who make Firewatch. So uh, Valve issuing one on top of that really wouldn't have accomplished anything. Well, but that, that, the, the reason why I wanted to clarify that mm -hmm. is I wanted to make like make sure that it was mm -hmm. clear that. The dispute of whether uh, taking down the Twitch mm -hmm. that fi because fire the makers of Firewatch requested mm -hmm. it, whether or not that makes a difference either way from Valve, the makers of Counter Strike, because it's the makers uh, of a different game, and, and that the people who are complaining about it or that the 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 con the conflict here mm -hmm. isn't necessarily between the two gaming. No, no, companies. it's not. No, not at all. Uh, not at all. Yeah. Um, That's why I want also, to clarify Also, that. I'll, ju I'll just put it out there. Also, Valve Pe could squash Campesino like a bug. Um, Pew PewDiePie 
um, deleted the footage before even the DMCA thing took effect. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course he would. He knew he fucked up. Yeah. You know, um, he like I said, he later said he was sorry. You know, yeah. also um, DMCA on Twitch is mm-hmm. bad for Twitch. And yeah. then if he's the reason why that happened, that's really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't want to be that reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here, here, here's my deal on the whole thing. I am hesitant to say that uh, the creators of Firewatch should, quote unquote, not do something, you know, that would punish PewDiePie for the sake of a possible legal precedent that is set. I don't think that the responsibility falls on the makers of Firewatch, you know, they just did not want to be associated with something. They are fully within their rights to do that. What I do think is that there should be responsibility on YouTube and Twitch to monitor their content to the best of their abilities. I I know that, like, more than the entire lifetime of a person's worth of videos is uploaded to YouTube a day. Yeah. But, like... um, I I would say... I mean, and even this would be... mm -hmm. is The logistics of this is Mm -hmm. ridiculous. But it's just, like... I even feel like you can't even put that on YouTube. You kind of have to just put that on Twitch. But even that... But, no, but, like, that's the thing. When when someone who is a high-profile content creator basically says hate speech, then it is up to the streaming or video company to take action. Yeah. You know? Um, It is on them. And that, like, think about that. If YouTube... That is a thing that actually could hurt PewDiePie. If YouTube goes, we're suspending your channel for a month, that would wreck PewDiePie. Yeah. You know? Um, So I I think that the, the eventual end of this argument... Is that no? It it doesn't fall on Firewatch. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't fall on Valve. Yeah. They were just doing what they had to do in given the circumstances. But I think that Twitch and YouTube need, you know, better, you know, defined uh, rules regarding hate speech. You know, like <laughs> like that, 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 that. Does that seem plausible? You know, like, plausible. The pro- again, what we came we'll come back to is just like mm-hmm. is like. Plausible, yes. Uh, would be a good thing, yes. Can it be effectively implemented in any sort of realistic, logistic way? Uh, I don't know. The I, mean, an- I don't know the answer to that. Not on a grand scale, but yeah. like, here's the thing. I, I, I'm going to call bullshit on the people who say that everyone should be treated equally on those platforms. If you have 70 million subscribers, you know, or like whatever the fuck, you know, uh, PewDiePie has, if you have millions and millions of subscribers and you post hate speech... Uh, and if someone has, like, three subscribers and posts a shaky cam video that has hate speech on it, like, sure, um, I want to see both of them taken down, but... 70 I'm, million subscribers, guy is a higher priority. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, shake my pitchforks at YouTube if the thing that has five views isn't taken down tomorrow, you know? Like, um, they, certain things have more of an impact than others do, you, don't, you know? You know what I really want to see happen before... Uh-huh. The end of like 2018. What? I want to see Twitter ban Donald Trump. <laughs> Seriously, think about it. He breaks all of the EULA. Mm-hmm. He breaks all of the terms of service. He he breaks the code of conduct constantly. Harasses people constantly. Rallies people to harass other people constantly. Like sprays hate speech everywhere. There is no reality in which this man should have a Twitter account. Yeah. If, if Joe Blow, random egg dude, did this, his <laughs> Random ass fake Twitter account would be banned. 
It's not going to happen, though. It's not. I know, but it should. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the, yeah, the way, Force him to the way, the way a, a tyrannical person in the government can affect a company. Uh, if, yeah, could, if he has a personal vendetta, which he would. Yep. But God, the look on his face when yeah. he tries to log into his Twitter yeah. account and he can't get in. Mm. God. Wish I could be a fly on the wall. For that, that would almost be I'd worth... I'd put that worth, to you, too. Yeah. That would almost be worth losing Twitter for a little while, you know. Dude, anything would be worth losing Twitter for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> like, Twitter is a price I will pay for a lot of things. Yeah. Yep. Twitter is the, the low, low price of the failing company. Every, every so often, I, like, log on to my Twitter to, like, find people harassing me because of one of my articles, you know? And I'm like, haha, joke's on you. I never check this thing, you know? <laughs> I, I live-tweet things a lot, and there are people who, who have gotten into... The nice thing is largely the people who I follow and the people who actually follow me back are people who, like, if I engage them in, like, a debate or, like, we disagree on Twitter, generally speaking, because a lot of the people I follow on Twitter tend to be, like nerd sites like you know black nerd problems and, mm -hmm. you know tend to fall on the social justice line is that i can actually have like discussions with those people and and the few times that i've followed someone and they have like responded not negative but have said something or like sent me a message whatever at me on uh, some comment i'm just like oh yeah i don't need to you don't need to be <laughs> i don't need to follow you and i don't need you as a follower anymore yeah. Yeah. Since we're 